dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Folks, you've tuned in. This is part 15, and it is the final part of uh, our look at the book of Job here on the Red River Rising. As, uh, as always, I'm Pastor Mike, along with author Rick Salcedo. And uh, Rick, I, I got to tell you, we've I've enjoyed it immensely. But uh, today is a celebration day as we wrap this thing up mm-hmm. and we get started. Yeah, uh, I did want to just take a moment and tell you, uh, Rick and I are going to kind of change gears here for the next couple podcasts. Uh, we've been looking at uh, biblical scriptures and stories and things taken directly out of the Bible and then breaking those down to you. And uh, after a little bit of talk here, we're going to try to do something a little bit different after this. And we're going to be looking at topical conversation pieces. And we're going to be looking at real-world events of things that are happening around us and looking at, the, looking at them from a biblical worldview and discussing those things moving forward. So um, not that we won't do this as well. Please don't get me wrong. You know, we're going to do whatever the Holy Spirit tells us to do is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I think it'd be good to get in. And we're not looking at a political, you know, right, left, but we're going to state our opinions and we're going to look at yeah. things based on from the Bible, a Bible application right. to whatever that situation yeah. or it's not, is. It's not conservative versus liberal. It's right, right versus wrong. Amen. According to God. That's right. According that's to God. That's what we'll be talking that's about. That's exactly right. And so that's, and, and, and uh, you know, and, and we need to be blunt on those things. We need to stand firm on that because right is right and wrong is wrong. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so look forward to that next time. But for today, today we are, we have made it, Rick. We, yep. we, we've made it here. So, so get us started on our last one for yeah. today. Well, this, uh, as far as our, our podcasts tend to go, this has certainly been a marathon. Yes, it has. And we've finished the race. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, well, we're going to start off in um, one of the other key keys to understanding the book of Job, okay. the verse in John uh, chapter 10, verse 10, which reads, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that you may have life and that you, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So we see here that Satan, the thief, Steals, kills, and destroys. So if there's any any stealing, killing, or destroying going on in the book of Job, it's... From the devil. From the devil. Yeah. Yeah. And if there's any life abundantly going on, it's from God. Yeah. Okay. So that will help us understand. Because the way some of those verses in Job are written, it it sounds like God's doing this, you know, mean stuff. Yeah. When he's not. That's right. You know, he's actually operating in great mercy and compassion. Well, you know, and I, I'm, uh, Jesus, God was the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So if we got that God to today, he was still that same God as of yesterday. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you, the devil's been doing the same old thing <laughs> yeah. since the beginning of our time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Since the time of creation, his, mm-hmm. he, he's been exactly the same throughout all this, too. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, you just look at his history um, when he was Lucifer. That's right. He tried to steal God's position. That's right. You know, and um, he destroyed all the, a third of the angels. That's right. Right standing with God. Took them right on dis- down. By deceiving them. That's right. And he, and essentially, he killed them because they're going to end up in the second death. That's exactly The lake right. of fire. That's exactly right. And Jesus did say that he was a murderer from the beginning. Yeah. You know, so in es- essence, he murdered a third of those angels. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, and you can just see that throughout history. Um, you know, he, he stole dominion from man mm-hmm. through trickery. That's right. And you know, and and as a, as a result, you know, destruction and death came upon humanity. Mm-hmm. You know, we started suffering and dying. Yeah, the Bible's very clear. If you look at it uh, as a whole, God is good. 
and Satan is 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 evil. I mean, that's yeah. that's really there's it's good and evil. We talked about this just a minute ago. That's what we're going to be looking at those things because mm-hmm. it, it is it's one side or the other. God doesn't have his foot. On one side of the threshold and the other foot on the other side of the threshold. You know, God's all in and, and that means he's all good. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but God is a just God. Yeah. And, um, he's also one that doesn't supersede free will and, yeah. and, uh, you know. And there are times after, you know, dealing with people, dealing with people, dealing with people, God will send calamity as a form of discipline yeah. and punishment. Yeah. Yep. On our That's sins. Right. That's exactly right. But that doesn't mean every form of calamity that's right. Comes from the hand of God. That's right. You know. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So, um, you know, a lot of times people will say, you know, how could a loving God mm-hmm. allow this or that or the other? You know, and, and, and they don't understand that Satan had, you know, God gave dominion over the earth to humanity who turned it over to Satan. Mm-hmm. Satan's a bad dude. Yeah. <laughs> Steal, yeah. kill, and destroy. That's you know. Right. And so those things entered into the world. And, and, you know, Jesus even said, in this world, yes. you will have troubles. Why? Because it's a fallen world. That's exactly right. You know, because we blew it and gave dominion that's, to Satan. That's exactly right. We gave yeah. him all the authority. Yeah. That's right. So, but, but our tendency, you know, back then they, they believed everything happened good or bad at the hand of God, which wasn't true. That's right. You know, but a lot of times that's our tendency now. Yeah. You know, um, and also I think, what might confuse people in that is Hebrews twelve six that says, "For whom the Lord loves, He chastens and and scourges every son whom He receives." So God does discipline His children, mm-hmm. and but you have to be wise enough to discern. You know, is this discipline from God or is this just calamity from a fallen world? Yeah, you know that I'm that I'm going through. Where what, where did this come from? You know, what's the purpose of this? You know, we've also taken that word and, and, and made it applicable um, in one meaning of it alone. So discipline always has to be um, harsh, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I think that uh, correction mm-hmm. is another good word for interchanging with discipline. Yeah, I mean, I think God's first step is come, let us reason together. That's exactly right. That's correction and, and discipline. That's correct. Right That's right. I mean, I'm thinking of, you know, my own children and so on and so forth. Yeah. You know, I, I will, I would discipline them, but not through, you know, <laughs> corporal punishment or whatever it may be. You know, I'll yeah. discipline my children by simply talking to them and, and letting them see from a different side of things how it affects and then let that play on their own heart. Yeah. To be able to make choices and, and, and change. And I love them. I love yeah. them the same whether I'm, I'm telling them you're grounded for three weeks or right. I'm telling them that, uh, you know, hey, you know, words hurt kind of deal. So, uh, I think when we look at that and, and, and we look at he chastens, there are times when we, we gotta be, we're hard headed. You know? Right. There are times when we need the wooden spoon. That's right. To the backside. That's exactly right. <laughs> and there are other times, uh, that we don't, that we need a loving, tug or a loving push or a loving insight to be given and that's the reason why it's so important to have a relationship with god Mm -hmm. because relationship brings about those uh you're you're mindful of those things too yeah and so uh looking at job i mean we could see uh you know in this podcast we've discussed where satan did the afflicting and job allowed it to happen through his fear versus faith um, and God just used that situation, you know, f- to better Job. Right. Um, but there are people out there that believe that God disciplined Job. 
mm-hmm. you know. So you know, I'm not going to dispute them. I'm not going to argue with them. If that's what if that if that's how they perceive it, you know, that's yeah. fine. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and from that perspective, you know, you can look at all of Job's flaws. He feared. Mm-hmm. Uh, he pitied himself. Um, some say that he thought himself more righteous than others. Right. Uh, he falsely accused God. And so these were all the flaws of Job that we can potentially see in the book of Job. And God purged all these iniquities from Job, mm-hmm. you know. So some people believe that this was just God's disciplinary action on Job. Yeah. You know, some people believe that uh, Satan asked God for permission to test Job. And God said, yeah, because he wanted to purge all this stuff from Job. Um, you know, it's not worth arguing or getting Absolutely into not. fights about yeah. or declaring, you know, holy war against someone or calling uh, someone a heretic. It's not a salvational doctrine that, that needs to right. be, be gone, gone at it. That's exactly right. right. So, you know, if that's your, pers- your perspective, God bless you. That's right. You know, we respect that. We just, right. uh, you know, this podcast, we, we have a, a slightly different perspective right. on, on what actually happened. Um, but, you know, there are, Either way, we see that God used the flawed nature of man and the wicked nature of Satan to better Job in the long run. Yeah. You know, because, you know, again, God's intentions for Job was one of compassion and mercy, mm-hmm. you know, even though he had to go through some suffering. Yeah. And so, you know, in Romans eight twenty eight, it says, and we know that all things work together for good to those that love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So no matter what, you know, even no matter what you're going through, God can work it out for your good. If you love God and you're, you know, you're, you're living out the purpose God has for your life. That's exactly right. You know, now you can love God and say, you know, but I'd rather do this than what God's calling me to. So, you know, I think that verse won't apply to you because you're not fulfilling the conditions of that promise. You know, um, all things will work out together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So you need to be living out God's calling on your life and love him with all your being. Right. Then this will, you know, this will apply in your life. Yep. That's but exactly if one right. of those two things on our part is missing, then God's not obligated to work everything out for our good. That's right. Um, People like to say it's not conditional, but there are conditions there. Well, I call them. It's a contract laws. Yeah. It's they're, a contract. You do right. your part. God does his part. God, God has spiritual laws that have been written into the Bible. We talked about this with giving, yeah. you know, um, and, and I don't mean just giving monetarily. We've talked about this in, in other way, given time. What you reap, you shall sow. That's what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so uh, you know, if you yeah. don't reap, don't expect a harvest. Yeah. And, and if you reap bad, why did you? How would you expect bad, you know a good harvest? I mean, out of if your you bad sow, actions? yeah, if you sow That's bad, right. if you yeah. sow bad. Yeah. So my my thing is with, and we're talking about this with uh, Romans eight eight is that there is a a, a a biblical spiritual law that comes into play that God says that if you do these things, then these things are what happens, mm-hmm. right? And it's both ways. And if you do this X Y and Z, and that's why God says obedience over sacrifice. Is, is more pleasing to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you give up your car or whatever else. I mean, and I think of the rich young ruler with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think that if, and me personally, it's just my opinion. But you know, when he came to Jesus and he said, I kept all the Ten Commandments of blah, 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 blah. And Jesus said to him, now, the last thing you do, go sell off all your possessions, give to the full poor, come follow me. And it says that he went away sorrowful for he had many possessions, you know, mm-hmm. and was wealthy. 
Yeah. I don't think Jesus really wanted him to get rid of all of his stuff. <laughs> that Or that, or once he did that, obeying God like Job did. He'd have been restored. He would have been blessed twice as much. Absolutely. You know, he would have been blessed to a greater degree. That's right. It was putting yeah. something else, and, and you just talked about that. Uh, and we know that all those who love God. Now, I'll, let me yeah. tell you, I mean, that, 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 and it says to seek him first in all things, and yeah. these things shall be added unto you. Yeah, so that... Even though that rich young ruler obeyed the word of God, right. he didn't love God. That's right. He loved those possessions more than he that's loved exactly God. That's right. And that's my point is that the yeah. love of God should be the number one thing in your life. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to say it more than your wife, more than your children, mm-hmm. more than, more than your parents. Well, Jesus said that. That's right. Anyone who, who loves mother, father, sister, brother yeah. more than me isn't fit for the kingdom of God. That's exactly and, right. You know, I paraphrase that. Yeah, I, I didn't say yeah, that yeah, verbatim. You're, but, you're right. That, yeah. And that's the point here is yeah. that you've got to really love God. Yeah. Because people say that, oh, well, I love God. When, I'm not talking about love God like you love your curling iron hmm. or, or love God like you love. Yeah, your, that's more of an appreciation. Your, yeah, your Lexus that you got out there. Yeah. I'm talking about love God to the point of that uh, when you do something, like with my wife, I love my wife so much that before I make a decision, if it can impact her, I think about her. Before I make that decision, I love her, right? So it's the same thing with God. Before, if He's forefront of our mind, that's what that helps you walk in the Spirit. Because hmm. there's no way you'd be able to open your mouth up and not be able to speak joy, love, peace, all these other things if you were looking and loving God first. Hmm. But I think anyway, get, to sum all that up, Rick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, every promise in the Bible, you know, and I and I just see this a lot, and it, and it kind of breaks my heart where they like to quote the blessing, right. but they don't want to quote the condition that we have to meet That's right. to receive that blessing. That's right. You know, so we have to do our end of the bargain for God to do his end. Yeah. But so many times we just want to quote God's end yeah. and expect him to do it just because. I'm going to tell you, and it does, it is just heartbreaking. I'm thinking Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know that the thoughts that I have for you, yeah. People love to, to do that, but do you understand that just because God has those thoughts for you doesn't mean that you're going to walk them out? You have a choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we quote all that saying, oh, this is good. just like we quote this yeah. one. Well, yeah. And just like, uh, the one where it says, and my God will supply all your needs. That's right. Well, if you back up a few phrases, that's right. God will supply all their need because they supplied Paul's need. That's right. That's right. That's you know? exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. And that's why it's so imperative. And Rick, I'll tell you, that's, that's been one of the benefits and joys out of what we're doing here with this podcast is given the whole view. It's not a 10 minute Sunday sermon. You know, that, uh, has been, uh, you know, hit and then people leave it alone and then they don't get any more word until the next Sunday. Right. You know, and some people not even then for the once a monthers, <laughs> you know, that come in, you know, the, they <laughs> yeah. get the, the once a month, uh, yeah. the feeding. But, uh, but I, anyway, I'll tell you, you know, if you only ate 10 minutes of food yeah. once a week or once a you'd month, starve to death, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd be physically you know, emaciated. That's right. Malnourished. So why would you do that spiritually? That's right. And you're right. You, you said it before. It breaks our heart. Because I see people walk in a defeated life when God says that we are more than victors. Yeah. But the whole point is, is that you're not more than victors without becoming a victorious individual in Christ. Right. And, and you've got to, just like anything else, when you got to, you got to prepare for it, man. Right. You prepare, you work on it, you, you get it. Yeah. And then, and then you prosper in these yeah. things. The Bible is our instruction manual right. on how to live a victorious life in a fallen world. Yeah. But if you don't read that manual, if you don't read it and understand it, mm-hmm. then it's not going to do you any good. I'll tell you what. Anybody that wants to 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 push back on that, 
Here's what I'll do. You let me know. I'm going to have my son bake you a cake who's never baked one before without looking at instructions or ingredients on how to do it. And I'll let it, and I'll let you eat it. And you tell me how wonderful it turns out, right? It's the same kind of deal. Yeah. You got to know how to do everything and put it together in order to get the blessed result at the end. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, all right, people, don't cry, but here's the last passage (laughs) of this series. It's Job 42, verses 12 through 13, and it says, Now the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning, for he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 female donkeys, and he had seven sons and three daughters. So, So he, you know, can you imagine his wife? She gave birth to what, 20 kids? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. Wow. But I think, you know, I think she was very distraught when her kids died. Yeah. That's why she was, sure. and she was angry at God about yeah. it. And, and even, you know, you can say, well, God punished her by g- making her give birth 10 more times. <laughs> or you can say God blessed her right. with 10 more children despite her right. bad attitude towards yeah. God. You know, it's however you want to look at it, yeah. you know. Um, but in the end, Job was, you know, he was twice as blessed as he was before and he, you know, his family was restored to him. Yeah. And so you stop and think, you know, very few of us ever go through what Job went through. Right. Okay. And, but in the end, you know, all things worked for good for Job. Yes. And, you know, he went forth not only right, you know, living a righteous life mm-hmm. as, as much as somebody could back then. Right. But he also had peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. So he was fully in the kingdom of God at the end of all this. Yes, indeed. You know? Yes, indeed. So, you know, I just want to encourage anyone, you know, all the afflictions you're going through, you know, uh, just be a good cheer. That's right. You know, Your Jesus. best is yet to come. Yeah, exactly. That's right. And, you know, Jesus said, um, in this world you will have troubles, but be of good cheer, yep. for I have overcome the world. And so God will see you through these afflictions. Yes, if will. you just if you just stay faithful to him, that's right, you know, and all things will work to your good if you love God and are called according to his purpose. That's right. OK, so just, you know, keep the faith, press on, you know, this life is a marathon. That's right. You know, and, and you know, we, we're going to have afflictions in this world. We just have to deal with them one at a time and know that even if you go through the valley of the shadow of death, you know, you, you don't need to fear yep. because God is with you. That's right. So I would encourage you, faith over fear. Amen. You know how they were saying, you know, if you have at least two verses, you can form a, a doctrine. Right. Now, personally, I would prefer more. Right. <laughs> That's me. Um, so keeping that in mind, 365 times God said, fear not. That's right. Or be of good courage or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. So why, you know, if you can form a doctrine on two verses, then a, you know, a you can form a mega doctrine right. on 365 verses. Yep. So it's very clear that God wants us not to fear because it's very destructive. That's right. You know, so faith over fear is so important. I agree. In a Christian's victorious walk in this fallen world. I agree. I agree. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for bearing with us these 15 episodes. And, um, and we look forward to do something fresh and new. But until then, prepare your heart for the coming revival. Amen.